Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And we're back. Yes. It just feels like we haven't recorded in a while. We're actually not recording on our regular day. No, we're not. No. And much later than usual. And much later than so usual. So I should be napping right now. Did you sleep at all? Yeah. Okay, then you're fine. Not a ton, but... Yeah, uh, but you usually don't sleep before we record. <laughs> true. So at least now you have some rest. <coughs> yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. How have you been? Good. Also, whoever's listening to this, get some water. Hydrate. I watch um, a whole bunch of different YouTube channels, and one of the ones I watch, she actually, in the middle of each episode, speaks to one of her friends and says, hey, hey, here's your reminder to drink some water. Go drink some water. I'm worried about you. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Everyone has to stay hydrated. Yes, and I bought us big old bottles of water today. You did. Thank you. The thing is that most people forget... You're welcome. Sorry, I was taking a sip. You're okay. Most people forget to hydrate, and they're like, oh, I'm not doing too much physical activity, but, like, you're still... Your body's still using the water, so you need to replace it. We're just really complicated houseplants. Yes. And we need water. water. And sunshine. Yeah. We do. You you literally do, but I don't. I I just hide inside. Well, you're a product... You're a child of the inside, so it happens. Yes. We've said that many times. Yes. Anything new and exciting happening in your life? Not yet, but maybe soon. Oh. 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 We'll keep you posted on that one. Yes. Um. Oh, we just got back from vacation. Yes, you did. Okay, guys, if you're anywhere near the tri-state area, go to Lake George. It's beautiful. And there's tons of really good food in the area mm-hmm. and tons of fun stuff to do in the area. There's a trolley that you can take from pretty much any of the hotels or resorts in the area that costs a dollar per adult and it takes you all around town. You had me at trolley. Right? Trolleys are just cool. Trolleys are wonderful. Almost forgotten technology, but there's a drive in movie theater. That I don't really care. About no, it's awesome. Okay. I, well, I love I love the movies in general, but I love drive-in movie theaters mm-hmm. because you get to be comfortable in your own car. Yes. Put the volume as loud as you want, and mm-hmm. if you get the correct settings on your your sound system, yes, it's amazing. You can actually make the car move with the bass. Nice. Pretty cool. And I swear, my dog just whined so high-pitched, but I heard it, yeah. that it made my brain go, eh. <laughs> did you, you saw me just now, like, like, like shaking my head, like... I did. I got to go to an awesome, um, you know, independently-owned bookstore. Okay, come here. And I got to go to a small little yarn shop, mm-hmm. because I knit a crochet, and I figured, why not support local businesses when I can? Of course. And I had such a good time, <laughs> along with all the she other stuff yelled. we did. We went swimming, mm-hmm. and, you know, we saw things around the area. It was so much fun. Nice. I'm happy you had a good time. 
Me too. She yawned very loud while you were talking. I'm not sure if the mic picked it up or not. It's fine. It's fine. And now now she's getting pets. Yes. She's a very spoiled dog, that dog of yours. With all the pets. True. All the pets, all the loveys. And her bed is nicer than mine. I mean... My cats have a bed each. I mean, in terms of size to dollar amount... Yeah. Hers is like double my bed, at the very least, in terms of value. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the way that I see it is we have our our pets are in our lives for only a fraction of what our lives are. So why not make them as comfortable and happy as possible? True. I agree with the... So we actually have, so we're recording, instead of recording on Saturday, we're recording on Sunday. So tomorrow is a holiday for us. Yay. Happy Labor Day, everyone who hears this tomorrow. If you're in the U.S., enjoy. Thank you for unions. Woohoo. Yes. Yep. Very spicy. You know what else I need to thank everyone for? Oh, no. For liking, following, and subscribing. I was right. And I mean commenting as well, if you can. We, uh, we're we on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We're on Instagram. And we're on Twitter. I did post something on Twitter recently. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're hosted on Podbean, but you can listen to us on any podcasting site or platform. Um, thank you. We had, like... 70 new likes this week so far. Nice. Well, it says this month, but I mean, literally, the month just, just started. started. Yeah. So, thank you for liking our page, and thank you for joining us. We love Harry Potter, and we hope that you love Harry Potter too, and love us too. You know what you should do one of these days? One of these what? weeks? Is come over on, like, the weekend, and after we record, help me, like, clean up this space really, really well. Because it's, like, not great. It's an office with a bunch of just, like, my stuff thrown everywhere. Yeah. We clean it up, and we do YouTube videos as well. That'd be cool. Because I have to actually dress like a decent person, though. I mean, just throw a hoodie on, dude. Because then we can do the angle would be, like, from behind that monitor right there. That way. We'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it later. But it's an idea. It is a good idea. I'm not against it. Okay. Because then we can also do other things as well. Not just Harry Potter podcasts, but, like... A reaction channel for things. Agreed. So moving on. How dare you? Well, I just want to get to Harry Potter. Don't shun me. I want to get to Harry Potter because that's why we're here. Why did you put the water bottle on its side? Protest. Counter protest. Stop. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) He's being silly. True. So what are we doing today? Harry Potter stuff. But that is not what I meant, and you know it. I, I will meant... leave to my kitchen and get a Kit Kat right now. <laughs> so it's not really a threat, it's just what I want to do right now. Okay. Anyway. So, we're in Season 5, Episode 7 Chapter of seven. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And chapter 7. But before we get there, let's do a quick recap. We think on the same page on how we started. We always started differently. I think. No, you're the one who has it in your head to go book this and then chapter, whereas you can just go season whatever 
episode whatever, chapter whatever of book whatever. This and is it, true. it flows properly. But you just go, no, I cut in with book name and then chapter. Yeah. Every time, I'm like, okay. It's just, it's just the way that in my head it goes. Anyway, we'll talk about it. We are Harry Potter, let's go. Yes. So, recap is they've been uh, waging war on the house to try to, to get it suitable for people to live there again. I honestly get it. Look yeah. around. I get it. Yes. And, I mean, it would be a good metaphor for, I guess, the unrest and the uneasiness in Sirius's mind. Especially with being back in the house that he grew up in. And he has such terrible memories of it. That they would need to wage war on the house for everyone to be comfortable in it. He needs to wage war with his demons so he can be comfortable. It's so crazy how, like, magical creatures will move into a magical household that isn't maintained. Like, how easily it happens. Well... If you think about it, it makes sense because in in the Muggle world, if there if a house is left derelict without anybody in it, things move in. Um, I actually talked to someone recently where part of their house was uninhabited, like the first floor of a multifamily home was uninhabited, what? and somebody one they were clearing it up to start renovating it. Somebody had left a window open. And, like, a squirrel decided to move in. That's his house now. No, they managed to get the squirrel out. That's just rude. They evicted him. That's rude. Um, Well, he wasn't paying. So, he had to go. But it's like, that's what happens. I've seen more people with pet squirrels in TikTok. Well, TikTok is... And it sounds like something I could get behind. Because they're so cute. Yeah, but they're, like... They're like adorable rats. That's essentially what they are. They okay. carry diseases like rats do. Okay, but you can like do things to not have them carry diseases. Yeah, they also carry fleas. So do dogs and cats. Yes, but most dogs and cats end up actually getting them from like raccoons and squirrels. If they go outside. Okay, but I'm talking about like a like a slightly domesticated squirrel that doesn't go outside. I understand. Okay. The point is moot. Do you know that moot has two... We've yes, already had have, this conversation. Yes, we have. And they're completely opposite meanings. Yes. But the one I understand it as that has more... Um, 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 relevance uh, to this conversation? There's, there's relevance in general is that a moot point is one that's unimportant. So it's closed for discussion. The other one means it's open. Anyway. Not not open or closed. It's just like it's like, like a whatever point. Okay. I don't necessarily it has like very, that meaning. But but listen to listen to the word itself. Words sort of have a flow and they have like an energy to them, positivity or negativity to it. Moot sounds like something that's kind of just like ugh. It sounds like moo to me, so Cal. It sounds like bleh. <laughs> bleh. The Blair point. <laughs> okay, so back to Harry Potter. 
Back to Harry Potter. I found out that I can do a meme sound. And my girlfriend found out and had an actual heart attack. We're gonna... Have you you heard the Beans one? Oh, God. I'm not gonna curse. I'm not gonna do the second part. But Beans. What the... Okay. We're gonna go back to Harry Potter now. If we must. (laughs) I mean, it is a Harry Potter podcast. (sighs) You're right. So, yeah, they're waging war on the house, and then Mrs. Weasley says, oh, yeah, I've laid out your clothes for you. You're going to go with Mr. Weasley, with Arthur, to the ministry tomorrow. Good luck. For your and he's hearing. like, dang. For your hearing, because you're a criminal. For your hearing about your use misuse of underage magic yes. on the 2nd of August. Yes, his criminal activity, because yes. he's a criminal. He's a criminal. He's a smooth criminal. <laughs> yes. So chapter seven, the Ministry of Magic. Harry wakes early in the morning of his hearing at five thirty. I would morning. I you know what? It makes perfect sense to me though, because I have trouble sleeping well. I wouldn't have slept, so it doesn't really Oh, I would have been up and uh, I would have been asleep, awake, asleep, awake all night. Mm. Uh, <coughs> making his way quietly out of his room as to not disturb Ron, wondering if the next time they would see each other was as ex-classmates. Uh, he makes his way down to the kitchen where he surprisingly, because he thinks the kitchen's going to be empty. Can we talk about what he's wearing to his hearing? He's wearing freshly laundered jeans and a t-shirt. Like, it's not even... In the movie, he's wearing, like, slacks and, and a blazer. Which I think is more fitting for hearing. He's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. Freshly laundered, so that's good. But, like, shouldn't shouldn't they have tried to find something better for him to wear? I think they just wanted to do something very casual. I guess. I guess. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Tong, so he finds, surprisingly, again... Tonks, who's half asleep, Lupin, Sirius, Mr. Weasley, and Mrs. Weasley, who's not quite dressed. She's in a purple dress robe, I think. She's in a house coat. Hey, no barking. She's in a house coat. She's yes. just in her comfy clothes because it's too early in the morning to be fully dressed. Yeah. So the second she sees Harry enter the kitchen, she jumps up to offer him breakfast, whatever he would want, and... Yeah. Names a bunch of things, and thank you for playing my hand. <laughs> I was trying and, to set uh, the dog. <laughs> and um, so he opts for toast. Again, I completely understand. He's super nervous. What's he going to be? He's not going to be able to eat a full, a full breakfast with like sausage and eggs and this and that or porridge or whatever. Well, like he's nervous because like his future depends on today. Yes. Very much so. So, Mrs. Weasley very quickly makes him a bunch of uh, toast and gives him some marmalade, which he tries to take a bite of, and it's like carpet, which, again, when you're, when you're nervous, your taste buds don't even work. Yeah. It happens. It does happen. Um, so, everyone... Okay. So, basically, Tonks... There's a bunch of discussion... And Tonks is really tired, like I mentioned, and she uh, is basically like, hey, I can't 
do the night shift tomorrow because I'm just beat. Mr. Weezy yeah. offers to take her place. Um, and then the sort of attention shifts to Harry as they prepare to leave. Yeah, they're like, we're going to leave now. It's in a few hours. Don't worry, you'll be cleared. It's better and to that's be early Mr. Weasley then. saying that. Yeah, it's always better to be early than late. Well, I have a little dialogue thing right now. Yeah. So, basically we find out that Mr. Weasley is going to take Harry there by muggle means. By not, by... Yes, because he says it'll look better. Yes. Which I agree. If he's since in he trouble t- he for... He typically apparates. Yeah. But since he is in trouble with the law because of using magics, then it's better to not use magics. Agreed. So, this is the dialogue. Mr. Weasley checked his watch and looked up at Harry. I think we'll go now, he said. We're a bit early, but I think you'll be better off there than hanging around here. Okay, said Harry automatically, dropping his toast and getting to his feet. You'll be all right, Harry, said Tonks, patting him on the arm. Good luck, said Lupin. I'm sure it'll be fine. And if it's not, said uh, Sirius grimly, um, I'll see the Amelia Bones for you. Harry smiled weakly. Uh, Mrs. Weasley hugged him. Before th- I just want to point out that before they leave, <laughs> Mrs. Weasley tries to comb his hair. She puts Doesn't water on it. Doesn't it ever lie flat? Yeah. No. I mean... She remembers James. His hair never laid flat either. I don't think they really interacted that much. No, but they were in the order together. But were were they even originally? Like, so the thing is that the order, like a lot of their missions, they're in the picture. Up, not with them. Yes. The one that they're in the picture where it shows the whole order. Slight spoiler: Harry so. later gets a picture of the order from Moody. And I don't recall them being in it. I recall Fabian and and what's-his-name being in it, but not Molly and Arthur. They were in it. I'm pretty sure they're not. We're going to have to look. We're going to find out later. Yes, we are. So, it, again, it's fine. We said that we weren't going to be spoiler-free. Yeah. It's not a huge spoiler. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, I, again, I know that no, Alice and Frank Longbottom were in it. I know that a couple Fabian of other... Fabian and Gideon Prue are yes, in it. Yes, yes. Who are Molly's brothers. Yeah, but I don't think Molly and Arthur are in it, because they're I not... I think they are, though. I don't think so. I'm, I'm almost 99% sure they're not. Remus is in it. Sirius is in it. Yes. Moody is in Warm it. Warm is in it as well. But I'm... How dare you say that name? It makes me mad now. It always made me Anyway, a bunch of deceased witches and wizards. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're not in it. I'll find out. We'll find out. It's fine. I'll find out now. Continue. Okay. So, um, I think it's funny that she, even in that moment, she's trying to do the mom thing to get his hair to look better, to make him more presentable. But it doesn't work. And Lupin is doing the thing he does where he's like, the law's on your side. Even underage wizards are allowed to use magic in life-threatening situations. So, like, you're going to be fine. But I think they're saying it to also convince themselves because they know the situation is not 100% clear. And it could be just about anything. Yes. Yeah. Continue. Um, upon arriving to the ministry, or so they end up taking Muggle transport. They take the the underground to get to 
a certain area of London. Um, and there's, you know, it's hustle and bustle for a little bit and then it gets quieter and a little bit more, I don't want to say the word seedy, but it's not as upkept as usual or as they've seen thus far. And then they get to what looks like a broken telephone booth. And Mr. Weasley tells Harry to go first. And then he goes right behind him. They cram into the broken telephone booth. And instead of trying to make a call, he presses these buttons that, um, a code essentially. He says, let's see, six, two, four, and another four, and another two. And that's when you hear a sound like a voice talking to them in the telephone booth itself, asking them who it is, um, what state your name and your business. And he's like, Harry Potter, I'm here with Harry Potter for a disciplinary hearing. And sure enough, he gets a little visitor's badge that reads Harry Potter disciplinary hearing. And it's a, and the voice says, please remember to go to the security desk to check your wand in, essentially. And then they disappear. Um, they enter a huge, brightly lit atrium with a large fountain at its center that includes a golden statue of uh, four different figures, five they different figures. They were not in it. They were not? No. Good to know. I thought they were in my head. They were. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I'm always right. Anyway. No, not always. Always. No. Um, always. So, no. So they entered the atrium. The golden statue has five figures. A witch, a wizard, a centaur, a goblin, and a house elf. Um, with Which a, the, the details of it kind of like bother me. It's oh, like they bother me the, a the lot. The strongest, tallest one is the wizard, and then the witch next to him, and then the and centaur their wands and the goblin are up and like. Yeah, they, they they look so heroic, and then the magical creatures look up at them fondly. Like, oh my god, they're so amazing! Even though like they've been oppressed for forever. centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, but the little sign that's next to the fountain um, says, "All proceedings from the Fountain of Magical Brethren." will be given to St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. And then it says, if I'm not expelled from Hogwarts, I'll put in ten galleons. Harry found himself thinking desperately. Okay. So, again, it never sat well with me that they were looking up at the Witch and Wizard fondly. <coughs> Especially if the fountain is called the Fountain of Magical Brethren. How can you be brothers in arms brothers and anything and you're your brother. exactly yes. that's not okay yes so, subjugated people cannot are not inherently not equals to the unsubjugator it's not okay true so harry passes through the security screening which basically just tells him what his wand is made of and how long it's been used think of it kind of like the weighing of the wands from Goblet of Fire with Ollivander, where he says, oh, this is what your wand is. It's, this is what the core is. And you've had it for this long. That's exactly what happened. And then the guard 
looks at it, looks at Harry's badge, looks up at Harry's scar, and, like, tries to go and say something to him. And Arthur's like, oh, we gotta go. Yep. Yeah. So Harry, after that, Harry follows Mr. Weasley into the lift, which... Uh, for some reason, Wiki books have elevator in parentheses. It's like we wouldn't know that. No, that yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and they go down because the the majority of the Ministry of Magic offices are below ground. Yes, pretty much all of it. Yeah, it. No, yeah. all of it, all of it. Yeah. The only thing that's of like ground level is like the atriums and stuff, and the fireplaces to get in and out. Yeah. But even that's not technically above ground, because the atrium itself is the only part that's really able to get any natural light in. Which we're not even sure if it's natural light. So it could, it yeah. could be all completely underground. I think it actually. I think it might all be underground mm-hmm. because remember they're trying to be secret. True. So the the floors read as such. Wait a second. What? Before we get there, what? can we talk about how Harry's like? This is awesome. I never expected it to look this way. Well, because he he's not... Obviously, he's never been. And it is literally... Um, well, Harry's surprised at this point in his life. It's, it's a, very confusing to me. You've seen someone come back to life. Yeah. Nothing else can really surprise you. Yeah. It but, sort of reminds me of that scene in, like, in, uh, I think it's Winter Soldier or, like, the Avengers or something. And it's, like, Captain America and, uh, Nick Fury have a bet that, like, Captain's like, yeah, nothing's gonna surprise me anymore. I've seen it all. And Nick Fury's like, you wanna bet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here comes the helicarrier. They get inside. And Captain America just gives him, like, like 20 bucks or something. Like, are you in? Like, okay, fair enough, but, like, for Harry, you've seen so much. Yeah, but he didn't... He's seen so much, but there's still so much he hasn't seen, because he's not part of that world. I'm I'm sure that if he had been... If he had been part of the world longer, like, his whole life, they would have... Somebody would have talked to him about what the ministry looks like. Well, somebody would have, would have told him. And if he had even cracked one of his books, I'm sure there were pictures. Well, their books don't seem to have many pictures. Because they seem surprised by diagrams of things in books sometimes. True. I don't know. Like but, in the restricted section books where they show like the, the curses and like what happens to people when certain curses are placed in them. Yeah. They're like, like oh wow, diagrams. And it's like, oh my god, okay. So, I just want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were standing at one end of a very long and splendid hall with a highly polished dark wood floor. The peacock blue ceiling was inlaid with gleaming golden symbols that were continually moving and changing like some enormous heavenly notice board. The walls on each side were paneled in shiny dark wood and had many gilded fireplaces set into them. Every few seconds, a witch or wizard would emerge from one of the left-hand fireplaces with a soft whoosh. On the right side, short queues of wizards were forming before each fireplace waiting to depart. So, I just wanted to point that out. Like, he's surprised by this. But it's this beautiful place. I mean, you're right. He shouldn't be surprised by it because Hogwarts, hello. 
but he is moving on. Level 7, Department of Magical Games and Sports, incorporating the British and Irish Quidditch League headquarters, official Gobstones Club, and Ludicrous Patents Office. Um, and so this is when I... Is it now? No, no. it's the next. It's two later, I think. No, but basically, one of the, the cool things about the Ministry is that they have um, interdepartmental memos that are just like paper airplanes. That, like fly around and wait to get off on the right floor and stuff. And Mr. Weasley said they used to do that by owl. Put in the mess. <laughs> it got messy. <laughs> yes. Uh, level six, Department of Magical Transport, incorporating the Flu Network Authority, Broom Regulatory Control, Port Key Office, and Apparition Test Center. Um, some people get out there, blah, blah, blah. Some more freaking memos, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Level five. Department of International Magical Cooperation, incorporating the International Magical Trading Standards Body, the International Magical Office of Law, and the International Confederation of Wizards, British Seats. Yes. Level 4, Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, incorporating Beast, Being, and Spirit Divisions, Goblin Liaison Office, and Pest Advisory Bureau. I'm sorry, what? Spirit divisions? Oh, because, I mean, there are ghosts, so it's yeah. like really annoying ghosts or like poltergeists or something. Peeves. That makes sense. Never mind. Oh, wh- that would say- be the department that, that, um, what's her name? The, the friend, the, um, the, 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 the bully. The, yes. Contacted because would have contacted of Mo- because of Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle. Yeah. yeah. So they would have gotten involved and made her go back. Yes. And so it's interesting to me. Beast, being, and spirit divisions. What classifies mm-hmm. a beast? What classifies, I mean, a being, but, like, what falls outside of those other two categories and falls into being? Yeah. And there's... Goblins oh, I mean, aren't even part of that because there's a goblin liaison office. So... Ooh, and nice. what categorizes a, a pest? So my thing is, where would, like, a troll go? What because is it, beast? Maybe being? I don't know. Uh, That's weird. Anyway. I think centaur. Oh. We saw centaurs. Calm down. Would centaurs go in beast or being? Because, I mean, halfsies. True. I guess we'll have to think about that. that that's like a moral one right there. Okay. <laughs> Level three. Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes, including the Accidental Magic Reversal Squad, Obliviator Headquarters, and Muggle-worthy Excuse Committee. There's a whole committee that makes up excuses. I love it. Okay. Oh, they're the newscasters! The ones that are like, oh, don't worry about it. It's oh, yeah. just fireworks. It's just a weather balloon that hit a pocket of superheated gas in the atmosphere. It wasn't that a person. That made you see a skull with a tongue fly out of it. <laughs> It wasn't a person who was accidentally blown up to the size of a balloon. It's fine. Yes. No, that that was a float. <laughs> We're not entirely oh sure gosh. what that is, but so on Netflix yes. there was a series, um, or there is a series called the Bureau of Magical Things. I think I saw that. Okay, so they actually have it's like it's like a watered down version of Harry Potter, essentially. Okay. They actually have this one, um, not troll. They're, they're, are it trolls? There's fairies and, 
I want to elves. That's what it is. Mm. Fairies and elves. And the elves, they have an elf named Isla who is their their liaison, their news person, who's like, no, you didn't see an enchanted suit of armor in the middle of downtown. No, that was a, a an exhibit for the Renaissance Fair that's coming in like a week. We just wanted to get everybody hyped up for it. No, you didn't see a flying chair. So you it's, saw... it's our excuse committee, though. Exactly. Okay, She's nice. the excuse committee. I like it. So, level two, Department of Magical Law Enforcement, including the improper use of Magic Office, or Headquarters, and Wizengamot Administration Services. And this is where Harry and Mr. Weasley get off. Um, and then let's see what my summary says. Okay. Yeah, so they actually pass the or offices, and I think it's really cool that in the offices... Well, before that, Harry notices that there's, like, windows everywhere that are, like, introducing light. Yes. Everywhere, and it's just like, how is there light if they're underground? And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, we have, like, a team that uses magic Magical to... Magical maintenance. Yes, to give us weather so that, you know, we don't feel like we're... Yeah. And a few months back, they gave us... A while back, they gave us a few months of just dreary hurricane-like weather when yes. they were trying to get rays. The reason why this <laughs> matters is because it's brought up later. Yes. But just a, a neat little thing. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. So That's when they get to the Auror offices. Yes. And I find it really cool that in the Auror offices, mm-hmm. they have, like, wanted posters all over the place. But interspersed in between that is, like their favorite Quidditch team poster and pictures of their families. Well, what that what that gives me the the idea like it makes me think that Aurors really work a lot. Yes. And so they make their office their second home. Which is kind of what we do when we work in the office. Yeah, we have or like, what we did. Yeah. I had I I had a Spider-Man statue at my desk. I had a a, a Harry Potter, a Harry and Hagrid statues there as well. Well, I have my little Funko Pops. Yeah. It's... My McGonagall and my mini Funko Pops from the advent calendar. Yeah. It's just a thing that you do when you spend so much time somewhere. You want it to feel like your space. Yes. And so that's what that gives the uh, perception, the idea of. You perceive that from that. Um, And so they end up getting to towards the end of the Aura office. And they run into Kingsley Shacklebolt, who sort of treats them as strangers. Yeah, and Harry actually goes to say to say hi to him and Mr. Weasley like steps on his foot. To stop him, yeah. Yeah. And so they enter his little like office space and Harry's greeted by pictures of Sirius everywhere. And a map with little lit red dots on it. Yes. And so the interesting thing is that again they treat her like strangers, but then under their like under their breath they like are like They're friendly. friendly. Yeah. So we have like a little little excerpt of that. Uh, here said Kingsley brusquely to Mister uh, Kingsley to Mister Weasley, uh, shoving a sheaf of parchment into his hand. I need as much information as possible on flying Muggle vehicles sighted in the last twelve months. We've received information that Black might still be using his old motorcycle. Which we know he hasn't, because Hagrid had it. Yes. Kingsley tipped Harry an enormous wink and added in a whisper, Give him the magazine. He might find it interesting. 
Then he said in normal tones, And don't take too long, Weasley. The delay on that fire legs report held our investigation up for a month. If you had read my report, you would note that, that the term is firearms, said Mr. Weasley coolly, and I'm afraid you'll have to wait for information motorcycles. We're extremely busy at the moment. He dropped his voice and said, if you can get away before seven, Molly's making meatballs. Mm, meatballs. Meatballs are good. I had a meat, uh, meatball parm sandwich the other day. Dude, it was delicious. I want, I want a meatball sub so bad. So good. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So we're foodies. It happens. True. So, oh, what? Oh, I have to tell you about a place that you need to order food from. If you're going to order something, what? we ordered from them yesterday. The other day, I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. Just, I remembered and I wanted to <laughs> tell you. I'll just text it to you right now. Continue. Okay. Shortly after they reached Mr. Weasley's noticeably tiny office, and it's so small that the magical maintenance team won't even give them a window. They think it's unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, Perkins, who is Mr. Weasley's co-worker, uh, runs in. The hearing's time and place have been changed, making Harry late. The new location is in one of the old, no longer used courtrooms, but because the lift does not descend that far, Harry and Mr. Weasley race down the stairs from the lowest level it will go to reach it. Just outside the courtroom, Mr. Weasley stops as he is not allowed to attend. Harry must face the hearing alone. And this is the last little bit. Harry's heart was beating a violent... What? That doesn't sound right. Violent something against his Adam's apple. Can I see your book, please? Yes. Okay. That seems weird. Uh-huh, Professor Umbridge. Spoiler, the hearing, spoiler, Mystery Magic, okay. Haha. No. Um, Wait. I'm almost there. Don't stop me now. I'm having a good time. Don't stop me now. Don't what am I? stop me because I'm Aha. having a good time. Wait, no, it was right. Okay. Harry's heart was beating a violent tattoo against his Adam's apple. He swallowed hard, turned the heavy iron door handle, and stepped inside the courtroom. Yeah. So, what is going on? Why? So, Mr. Weasley even says something that, like, you know, I don't understand why they'd he be says using it that courtroom. No, he says he says he like, says it a couple times. I think he says it once, mm-hmm. but it's under his breath. It's like, why would they be using the courtroom, the old courtroom, unless, and it trails off. Um, so obviously there's something else. They've changed the time and venue. It starts at yes. 8 o'clock now, and it's down in the old courtroom, courtroom 10. Down and old, but they told me Merlin's beard. So he says it once there. Yeah. Why have they changed the, um... That's not the part that I'm referring to. No, 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 no. Those courtrooms haven't been used in years. Unless. I can't think why they're doing it down there unless... But no. The atrium, urgent business, blah, blah, blah. Quick, Harry, down here. The lift doesn't even come down this far. Why they're doing it here? He says it again. Like, he's trying to figure it out. He already has an inkling because he says, unless, but no. He's trying to convince himself to the contrary of what his idea of why it would be. Which, if you use your adult brain and infer, it's that they're trying to make Harry's case bigger than what it is. Because if initially it could have been solved, ruled and 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 abjured, I guess, in Amelia Bones's office, but then escalated the, to the point that it's in what? That's not the right word. 
It may not be. I don't know. No. Really? I think it's like adjudicated. Adjudicated might be right. Yes, it's adjudicated. Yes. Make a formal judgment or decision about a problem or disputed matter. Yes, sorry, I used a B instead of a D. Anyway. It just sounded weird. You did. Yeah. Did. When I said it to you, I stopped. And I was like, okay, continue anyway. So, um, if, yeah, it, if it could have been... that she would do the one... She would yeah, the in one her office. Yeah. In her office. And they and escalated to... Yeah, but then they escalated into a whole courtroom. And then Mr. A Weasley goes... A courtroom that hasn't been used in a while. Mm-hmm. Which the last time we saw it used was during the first Wizarding War. We saw Spoilers. it in... No, we saw it in the last... Because I guess I see that in the next chapter. Yes, but we saw... Okay, but we saw literally saw it in the last book. Yes, we did. A couple of chapters I'm ago. Just, I'm saying the last time we, as the reader, saw it was in the last book. And that was... During the 14, first Wizarding War. 15 years ago? 14 years ago? During the first Wizarding War. Yeah, but I'm trying to put a, a time frame to it. That was 14 years yeah. ago that they were last used. Yeah. And, and now they're being used again. And it was used to send people to Azkaban without a trial. So, yeah. like... The history behind these courtrooms... Or to listen to informants. Yes. So the history behind these courtrooms that Harry is aware of, and we are aware of at this point as the reader, is like, that is not good. No. So, like, bad. All kinds of bad. Yes. Yeah. Water's good. Water's delicious. Drink water. Drink more water, everyone. So that's it. Yeah. We're looking at the time changed out of nowhere, the venue, the spot for it, the location of it also changed. Well, why Why was it so... It, again, it feels like they're trying to make Harry out to be, like, irresponsible, yeah. irresponsible because he's late now. But that has nothing to do with him because he showed up early. Yeah. Like... I don't know. It, I t- we talk, we're going to talk about it in the yes, next chapter. Yes, we are. Because I straight up had a conniption when I was reading it at, or listening to it. Well, it's because you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And so if, so if you have your point to tell mm-hmm. and someone cuts you off and then paints you out to be someone who is... Uh, irresponsible. Irresponsible. Flouting, flouting their... Their disregard for authority in multiple ways because or, not or only manipulates do, or manipulates the situation, yeah, to make you out to be like well a, a bad person. The situation like, has been manipulated to show that Harry flouts his or flaunts his disregard for authority in multiple ways. Like, yeah, he not only did he use magic while he's underage, well, he doesn't respect us because he's late and. Yeah. It's just it's it's ridiculous. We're know, gonna get there. Yeah, and but. you know they're they're probably thinking less about him because he walks in in jeans and a t shirt. You really care about the jeans and t shirt, huh? Well, I think I'll that just you say should, second reason, time, okay, second time. So the reason I care about it is because I want him to visually put his best foot forward, and unfortunately, in the situation he's in, putting his best foot forward would be painting himself in a more mature, mature, respectable manner. Yes, his clothes is clean. Fantastic. He's not going in in a ripped jeans and a t-shirt. But 
if he went in in slacks and a blazer like he did in the movie, it paints a different picture. Well, the thing is, is like, why would Mrs. Weasley pull those clothes out for him? Does he just not have anything more formal because most of his stuff is like hand-me-down? Yes. So like his wizarding stuff is beautiful, but he can't wear that in the underground. No. Because again, it gives off the the, the, the wrong impression that he's not taking precautions to protect his identity as a wizard to the general public. I also think part of it is that she also wants him to look like the teenager that he is. Not someone who... So you don't who... try and try him as an adult. Exactly. There's a lot of, like, underlying things that maybe it's just us reading too deep into it, but... No, I think we're seeing what's actually there. The psychology of it tells me she did it for... Well, then. She did it for a reason, and the reason was X, Y, Z, what we just said. You know, mm-hmm. let him be a teenager, show that he's a teenager... He, it's nice and clean, so he's not a disrespectful teenager or, like, not caring what he looks. A ruffian. A hooligan. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? Um, but also, it would have been better if he had had the better-looking clothes. Agreed. That's the only reason why I put it out there. Because I think that this is an instance where the movie does it better than the book. True. That's all. We, we, you know, we poo-poo on the movies a lot when it comes to what it they put in or don't put in. So sometimes we have to give them credit where... What? No, I just think of like the random just like hiccups in the movie. It's just so funny. Yeah, but it's at least so this way funny. we're able to say the, the movies aren't all bad. Didn't they point out that ridiculous inconsistency in Prisoner yes. of Azkaban? Yes, a lot of them. With Lupin on the little bridge thing? Yes. Oh, I had to look back into it because it you just did. made me laugh so hard. You did. Okay. So, that's that. that. That's mm-hmm. the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. I like this book. Yeah. <laughs>